things, you need to sell some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of Model Club TV. Scott, six episodes. Six. Six episodes. One more to the magic number. Yeah. If we can get past that, I think we're going to be okay. That's what, that's what the experts tell us. Um, how you doing? I'm doing. We are a year older than our last episode. And um, as maybe hopefully people can see, um, last weekend was my birthday and my family having found out that I'm doing this uh, <laughs> bought me a new camera. And they made fun of you instantly for a long time, they I'm made, sure. Yes. And uh, <laughs> they made fun of my old microphone. So we're actually using the microphone in the camera for now. And hopefully the microphone that they bought me is on back order and we'll have that, oh, I think they said by October. So we might do a couple more episodes with this microphone, but then I will have another microphone. That is fantastic. Yeah. Happy birthday. I know I told you that yeah. then, but and, the new camera looks I good. I this was my gift or your gift, but you know it, or a gift to everyone it was a gift to everyone to see your face everyone. Yes, <laughs> in 1080p <laughs> oh man so how you doing otherwise all right feel good everything. to be older no everything hurts just a little more um but yeah no every day hey every day is i'm glad one less day from dying young hey so. dying old's better i think that's right <laughs> Oh man, I'm doing all right. I went back to work officially, started with kids, and I am now, this is what's making this very difficult because I do six hours of Zoom meetings a day and, or more, and ugh, teaching I art. I tell art. the story you just told me off. Um, <laughs> I will. Off so we had to teach from home on Friday, and so I taught from this space, and I had my computer facing this way and the kids in class saw all my microphones and cameras and stuff and just they're like oh what are those for i'm like oh i do youtube videos within seconds they were spamming the channel the chat channel in class with links to the show or to the my youtube channel not to this thank god yet i'm sure they found it but they were spamming links to all my videos online and i was like great stop it so yeah it's off to a great start but we're there. They get a load of me. <laughs> I know. If they find this, we're in big trouble. I might have to stop. That would be terrible if we did get far enough. And then the school's like, um, we saw this thing you're doing and you have to quit that. So, oh man, it'll suck. But that's junior high, I guess. Anyway, enough about me. Um, news, not news and reviews yet, but what else is going on? Uh, Norbert, you want to talk about that for a second? So, as we mentioned last week, Norbert's son was sick. There was a GoFundMe page, and I spoke to Norbert a couple times this week, and his son is home and doing a lot better and started school, I believe virtually, but um, good. doing a lot better. That's great news. So, that's great to hear. Uh, that, that's good. And our friend Thad in Cedar Rapids um, finally got power restored, and I know his family finally got power restored a couple days after he did, his uh, parents. And, um, yeah, I always had a really, they got hit hard, like really. Yeah. Hard. They, they're digging out. It, it's not on the mainstream news as much as it should be, but if you go on Facebook or YouTube, 
and look up Cedar Rapids damage. It's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, a lot of crops damaged. I know they did get some federal assistance that's coming, so that's good. And man, thoughts and prayers to those people. If you pray, do it. There you go. Um, yeah, good thing he has power. And that, for those of you who don't know Thad very well, he loves his squirrels, and the squirrel's tree got destroyed. And that's like one of the, he's just devastated. But so. Hang in there for Thad. It's he, he's, tough. he names them even. And yeah, like, <laughs> he, he knows them all. He knows which one is which. And uh, yeah, it is. It's devastating because he really enjoys that. Yeah. His tree just demolished. So anyway, all right. This may be our first on-screen argument. Are you ready? Well, do we wait? We have more news. What's the other news? Okay, so our other news is um, Wonderfest has been officially oh, yeah. canceled. I, yeah. So, okay. yeah, we figured this, you know, for a while. And uh, the new dates are June 5th and 6th, 2021. Let's hope things get back to normal and we have this show. Yeah, I, it's it's got to happen. I think it, if it doesn't, it's it's sad. And I mean, it's sad that it didn't happen this year. Fully expected. But that also brings us to Model Club, the contest being canceled. Um just in case anyone missed it on the model club group, if you're in there, um, I did make the announcement on there that we are canceling the contest for this year because it happens at Wonderfest, and we are moving the contest to Wonderfest next year. If it happens, um, I know we're going to retool some of the things with that. Um, and we'll talk Scott and Steve and I will kind of go through there and figure out the best way to move forward with it. I think we got an idea. Um, but yeah, I, th- we, I'm trying not to be <laughs> emotional about this, but it's that contest means a lot to us and we've put a lot of work into it behind the scenes and a lot of long hours of thinking and trying to get it right for everyone. And I know there's people that really look forward to it. I know the last couple of years, a lot of people didn't participate. Um, and that's fine. Like it's not for everybody. I get that. And we had thought about putting it online and having it an online version of that contest. But last episode, Neil DeConte basically convinced me that that's a terrible idea for our for our contest because it, it is a disservice to the modelers and to the work, I think, because you don't get to see it in person. And I think seeing that stuff in person is important. And we want all of that stuff to be on a level that, it, I don't know, like it has to be appreciated in person, I thought. There was something about getting together as a group, too. And talking in that room and hanging out, that was part of the contest. And you just don't get that online. So, and a quick history lesson about it. When we first came up with the idea for Model Club, uh, there was kind of two separate things going on. Steve, Scott, and I had talked forever about doing something similar, like uh, to bring the professionals back into the show. And then we had heard through the grapevine that Rusty Nail was talking and trying to get a professional category at Wonderfest. So we approached him with the model club thing and brought him on board and we kind of combined our forces together to kind of work that through. And I mean, we had four, four, right? <laughs> I can't even remember now. Three. Was it three or four? Three. Yep. Three. Your mic just went down. What happened? Am I up now? No. Oh, you know what? I think it times out or something. That's weird. Okay. We'll have to get that thing sorted out. Um, but yeah, so if you're really, if you were one of the people that were like, have your build ready for that contest, Resin Maniacs has their contest going on. They're sounding, I said this in the group, 
they're sounding kind of model clubby right now with what they're doing and a cash prize and sponsors and all that stuff. So head over there. If you don't want to wait, enter their contest and then make something new for ours. That would be wonderful. And yeah, I mean, it is what it is out of our control. And I don't know. It's, it's depressing, but we'll get there if Wonderfest happens. So, ah, Wonderfest, Scott. All right. Also, I would like to thank everyone who viewed last week's episode and made it the number one viewed episode <laughs> so far. Neil DeConte. He brought the he brought the viewers, man. Like yeah, what? He he sure did. And um, I did get a mention on our comments. We do read the comments, by the way, on the YouTube. Um, matter of fact, we have a lot of fun interaction there. And uh, Charlie Robson did admit that Neil did try to kill me. <laughs> and by the way, Joe Bello, if you're watching, that's number one. Take a shot. Um, Joe Bello mentioned we're going to have a drinking game every time <laughs> where Charlie Robson comes up. You have to take a drink. So that's two so far. And we're going to see who we can get wasted by the end of the uh, oh, man. here. I can't do this drunk. That would be, <laughs> be too hard. Yeah, I'm going to see how many times I can mention charlie robson's name and, and get it in there so okay yeah all right no yeah definitely last episode was great we're so happy we oh to the same thing we, we we read the comments about the pictures staying up longer we'll get that fixed i promise it was i was learning the software as i was editing so and i was doing it at three in the morning <laughs> trying me to and the longer out. the pictures are up the less they have to look at i us. know i you know hey but i got the face man i don't know about you you got a new haircut, though. You got a haircut. I did get a haircut because I didn't want to look that much like DeConte anymore. Okay. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to actual news and reviews. Oh, no, wait. Sorry. I am totally wrong. It's our first on-screen fight. Scott. So those of you who don't know, Scott and I tend to disagree on the movies he has seen quite often. And <laughs> they're, they're fun phone conversations. So that would be movie shame. Number one. Yeah. Uh-huh. This, this I'm gonna, whole, I'm going to tally those up and see uh-huh. how many times I get movie shame. Get ready. This whole episode is going to be movie shaming. So, okay. um, the Batman trailer, did you see it? Unfortunately? Yes, I did see it. <laughs> Dude. What is wrong with you? Um, How? Okay, time out. So for those of you who don't know, the new Batman movie's coming. The trailer's out there. Go the teaser trailer. Go watch it. How I I oh God, Scott. How does that that looks like I think Batman literally beating that man senseless is one of the best Batman moments I've ever seen so far. Well, and, but see, this is my problem with it. And and trust me, the uh, people are probably going to light up about this. I'm sure. And I hope they do. And I hope you hear and about it from someone else other than me. I hope they say I'm right because they should. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I grew up, you know, I read a lot of <sighs> Batman comics. And it wasn't about Batman beating people senseless. And the dark and gritty Batman that we've gotten in all these movies and they just so what you're saying the movies it's not that i hate the movies so what you're saying is you want tights and pow and kabams everywhere right 
Well, Adam West is still the best on-screen Batman. Okay. But, and I hope Thad sees this because he's going to agree with me on this. Um, I like the Michael Keaton Batman. I, I thought that had a really good feel to it, especially the first one. I thought the second Michael Keaton Batman, Batman Returns, got kind of silly. Um, I did but, hear Michael Keaton is making an appearance in the Flash movie as Batman. That's I did hear up. that, too. I did hear That's that, too. Cool. Um, the, uh, what is it? Nolan trilogy. See, that's um, where people are going to get mad at me. So, <laughs> it's like, so I'm not a fan of that either. It was I, okay, uh, but it wasn't, it was especially the third one. It was like watching the air. I'll get people mad now too. It was like watching the Godzilla movie, the American Godzilla movie that came out in what, 14? Yeah. What'd you get? Five minutes of Godzilla on screen. Okay. Yeah. And, okay. Minutes, and, and that's how the last Nolan Batman movie felt. I really liked Batman Begins. I liked. I love. Let's say this. I loved Batman the Dark Knight when at the time, so much though. And I was one of. Here's a secret. Here's a little nugget. I was the very first person because I lived in the city at the time. I lived downtown. I would go down when they were filming, and I was the very first person to get a photograph of the Joker in costume and put it up online. And it ended up on some spy sites and stuff. So that was my, when he was in the truck, that was my picture. Like one of the first ones. And I was like, holy cow, that's my, but when that came out, I thought it was amazing. Then the third one was terrible. But now when I went back and watched the second one, yeah, the Joker's still cool, but I hate Bale as Batman. I don't like it anymore. I just don't, I don't don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anyway. So, okay. Yeah. So we disagree on the trailer. Let's leave it at that. I, I'm so dis- my I'm heartbroken every time you. D- Let's hey everybody watch this. Hey Scott, did you uh, like enter this in the Spider Verse Spider Man movie? I didn't. What I saw of it, I don't want to say I didn't see it because I watched probably a half hour of it. And again, that's not Spider Man to me. Spider Man is Peter Parker. There's not fifty Spider Man. Peter Parker is in the. He's he's in there. He's in there. He's Whatever. in the movie. Okay, there's not more Spider-Mans. And it's the same problem I have with Spider-Man in the Marvel movies in basically a, an Iron Man, Spider-Man costume. Uh, that I hate. I don't like... Well, that's another right. thing people... I don't like the Marvel movies anyway, so... The look is okay, but it's... I don't like what it does. It's the best so. Spider-Man movie ever. I'll leave it at that. And What's that? <laughs> Spider-Verse. It really is. Oh, God. Ah, shut up. Oh, just shut up. Anyway, we're done. <laughs> We're done. Oh, Wonder God. Wonder- I liked Wonder Woman. I liked Wonder See, Woman. No, I liked Wonder Woman. It had fault. The first movie had faults. Um, switching it to World War One instead of World War Two because politically correctness, we couldn't use the Nazis as villains. And what better villain than the Nazis? But Yeah, what better villain? So I had a little bit of an issue with that in the first movie, and it got kind of silly towards the end. But overall... I didn't mind the Wonder Woman movie and I'm looking forward actually to seeing the second one. Did you so. see the uh, Zack Snyder cut, the Snyder cut trailer for Justice League? Did you watch I that? I, okay. I have not. I, and I will say when I saw <laughs> Justice League at the theater, I was, I didn't hate it. Okay. I'm not That's saying surprising. I that says a lot. I didn't hate it. That's a lot. And then I had high expectations when I watched Aquaman and that was such a piece of crap. I, I, I didn't like, see that. Okay. We're back. We're back into crap. And uh, and why we're talking about um, 
superhero movies. Uh, the gentleman that played Black Panther. Uh, Chad oh, Wick. yeah, man. Um, what is, what is Chadwick it? Boseman. Chadwick Boseman, yes. It escaped me for a minute. Uh, passed away, as we all know, like yesterday. Yeah, last. And yeah, I, I came across yesterday. I thought um, I saw the Jackie Robinson movie that he was in, and I saw obviously Black Panther. And his first appearance as Black Panther was in Civil War, Captain America: Civil War. And I thought he was perfect for that part. And you could just tell this guy is a good actor. And uh, so, yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame. Yeah, it's a real shame. I two things. I never saw Black Panther. <laughs> so there. That's yeah. I sound like a horrible person. I think. Now we can movie shame Jason. Yeah, I know Hold you on. can't. I, yeah. Hey, movie shame Jason. <laughs> just you should keep uh, tallies. Who? <laughs> yeah. Um. But I did see like I just saw today there was pictures of him of Chadwick Boseman in the last few months where he had lost a bunch of weight and people like were ragging on him and ripping him for losing weight and stuff. And the guy was dying. It's just, it goes to show what horrible people there are on this planet. Sometimes that, you know, you never know what someone's going through. So man, it's rough. No, I mean, rough they world. sure kept that quiet. Cause that yeah, they the did. I heard of it. So. so that's it, I guess. Wow. Yeah. That's sad. Uh, we always start these with downer stories sometimes the heck um all right actual news and reviews now <laughs> well segue from horribleness to what you got anything reviews. new anything review reviews okay well um i'm gonna start to look at uh, my photos so okay bear with me. so the first thing not really a review but it's 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 coming out and um this is this is big news to me you know you probably don't care um <laughs> And I, I want to segue into this by saying this. Um, I picked this book up. And what book is that? Sparky. It's called A Tribute to Sparky. And it's cartoon artist honor Charles M. Schultz. I got this uh, through the museum website, the Charles M. Schultz Museum website. And what this is, is it's a um, it's various well wishes and cartoon tributes um, when Charles M. Schultz announced he was sick, and then so it's get well issues, and then after he passed, um, it was uh, various tributes and stuff that were done by various artists that did other strips and stuff. And it was really good. I actually read it. I read the whole book, cover to cover. I'm impressed. I and so I, I wanted to touch on this just really quick in that the, um, the art of the comic strip, you know, when I grew up, and maybe even not so much you, but when I grew up, we had a house full of peanuts paperbacks everywhere, everywhere. There were Snoopy paperbacks and, and stuff like that. And I recently went on this little trip over my uh, shoulder here. Let me see if I turn my camera a little bit, if you can even see it. No, you can't. Yeah, you can right there. So I'm going to point my finger right there is my collection of what they call the complete peanuts. And those were put out by Fantagraphic Books, and it was every single strip. And every single strip Charles Schultz drew by himself and, and all that. So I really, um, I've always been a fan. And until uh, Bill Watterson and Calvin and Hobbes came up, I used to say Peanuts was the greatest cartoon strip of all time. But something about Calvin and Hobbes I just love. But, um, and the art of the comic strip, I think, is dying. Who reads newspapers anymore? So Nobody. you don't see the daily strips anymore. And I used to say this was a dream job for me. I could have had a dream job. That would have been my dream job. Drawing comic strips. Comic strips. That's cool. You should start day. one. Why not? And uh, yeah, we'll call it Scott and Jason. Oh, God. Day. 
Can I be the tiger and you be the little boy? Uh, you be. Well, we'll do it something similar. Okay. That I step in. Well, to me, Peanuts was never a comic strip. It was a cartoon that came out at holiday times. That's right, and that's a lot of yes. But so they gained popularity that way as well. Yeah. Um, So, but anyway, it was probably at the height of its popularity in the seventies, for sure. Yeah. Um, So, which will lead me into my first exciting news thing and slide number one, I guess, if you're looking. You don't even Uh, have to say slides. Okay. Sorry. All right, and the first kit that's coming out, being reissued by um, Atlantis, I believe, is the Snoopy and his Sop with Camel. And I had one of these when I was seven years old. And the really cool thing about this, and as you can see from the photo there, is it's all molded in color. It is all molded in color. So, and it's a snap-together kit. So... It's got a little motor in it that you stick a double A battery in it and you take that propeller and you spin it and that propeller will spin forever until the battery runs out or you stop it. <laughs> That's cool. And, but everything you see on there was a different color plastic, the red, the yellow, the, the yeah. white. Are they okay. decals or stickers? They're stickers. They're not, de- they're not, they're not, they weren't that anyway. They were, they were clear stickers that you put on. Well, that's cool for and kids, right? Little... Like that's a great kit to give to a kid. I think so. And the only thing on this is where the eyes, um, the eyes you would have to paint, but sh- you could take a Sharpie and do that if you wanted yeah. to sit yeah. with a kid and say, Hey, let's build a model. Let me show you what I did as a kid. And you could put that on the shelf and it looks fine. Yeah. Um, That's nice. As it, So they're reissuing that. I hope they do more. There were more of them. They do. Who's they, putting um, it out. Who's I think this is um, Atlantis. Atlanta. Okay. Okay. Could be wrong, but I think it's Atlantis. And um, you can pre-order this over on Cult TV Man's website as well. And um, and then the next kit that they're going to reissue also is the Snoopy Ice Hockey. And this was, and again, Jason, you know, when you grew up, I don't know if kids had the ice hockey game. We did. We did. Bobby Hole ice hockey game. Yep. And they always warped, you know, but it was cool. You slid in. So this was a version of this and it was Snoopy ice hockey and it was for two people you could play and um, it worked. It worked just like one of those games. Snoopy slid back and forth and Woodstock was in the goalie and they're in Woodstock's bird bath. And uh, again, this was a snap together kit with, Oh, that's a bird bath. I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's a bird. Okay. Bath. It is the bird bath. I remember that. Cause it was it part a of a bath. set I had. Yeah. And it's, um, Again, it was a uh, it, it's a fun series. There's a few more. There's a Red Baron that goes with this. And actually, I think I know they have the molds too because I saw a prototype or a pull from it. Yeah. So hopefully they'll release that as well. And the the Red Baron plane also had the propeller that spun forever. There was a Joe Cool, um, which had Snoopy on a surfboard, and they all did things. You know, you could spin it and hit the the Surfboard would go up and down, and Snoopy would spin on it. They were all snapped together kits, and they're a lot of fun. I'm concerned that the Snoopy character isn't as popular as it once was, but man, these are these, what a great way to get kids and yeah, for not sure. even older kids into things. And it's something they could sit on their shelf and play with in this instance, especially now with everyone not being able to leave the house a lot of times. 
Mm -hmm. Giving them kits now is something to do. I know some people have never built a model kit in their life. And during this lockdown, stay at home garbage, um, or wait, did I just give it? No, not garbage. I mean, whatever. <laughs> anyway, staying at home. Well, it, it's garbage in the sense that we have to stay. You home. have to exactly what I meant. Yes. Okay. And thanks, thanks for saving me. And yeah. um, I know a guy. He bought some model kits and built them. Like he's never built kits in his life. So this is great. Like if you just give these, give some kids and. One, what's what's fun about like this hockey one is there's mechanics in there so you get to see how things work there's little gears in there why does this work how, cool. how does this work when i turn this how does snoopy turn so that he can shoot you know and it's um it's a fun thing i like it the way it looks but i often thought it would be cool to get like some flex stone and paint the bird bath like an actual bird bath yeah That'd and cool. and then paint the ice because we're in Chicago, of course, I wanted to put a Blackhawks logo in the center. <laughs> you totally should. But then have it like, you know how the ice is? Yeah. It, it looks like they're kind of faded because, yep. you know, they're not sharp because there's ice over the painted logo. You know what you could do is take, um, you could paint it on there and then put a layer of gel medium, just like a yeah, coat, something. like something like that. And it'll fog it out like that. That'd be kind of cool. So, and then my next coming soon will be the Atlantis fan of the opera glow version this is now their third glow kit that they're releasing the glow box art so we had the forgotten prisoner we had the godzilla that i mentioned a few episodes ago and now the phantom of the opera and these are kits they're not going to be all glow plastic from what i heard they're going to be actual regular plastic with glow parts so just like, like the head and the hands or something are going uh whatever they whatever they were in the kit yeah, I don't remember this particular one. What was glow and what wasn't? But cool. Are those out now or soon? Or those are soon. Those okay. are those are soon. And again, all three of those are available pre-order on uh, Cult TV Man. Cool. And then the next thing I have is, excuse me, this is the latest in the uh, Halloween Nightmares from Garage Kit US Colors model kits, and it was sculpted by Sean Kyle. And it's a Dracula with a kid jumping through the fence. Oh, cool. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I really liked the original series. It was just a series I never bought because it would just take up a whole shelf. Um, Jesse Garcia has bought, bought the rights from Adam, uh, who originally did them. And he's expanded the line a little bit. And this is his latest. Um, and what I like about this, this is a good standalone piece. You don't have to buy the whole series. Yeah, it, this is for nice. sure. And I like the, um, I like the way this kit, the way the kid's jumping through the fence. It's just got a good look to it. The bag of candies on the right hand there, you know, and the cats, you know, freaking out. So that's it's, a nice kit. Uh, and it had the Dracula has a little bit of a groovy ghoulies feel to me too, for some reason. But uh, yeah. And then the last thing I'll, I'll give a plug look at all on. this stuff you have this week. You did I, some homework. I'm impressed. The it wasn't just me doing all the heavy lifting this time. Is my friend uh, Frank Dietz that I've known for years. And Frank did a bunch of books called Sketchy Things. Sketchy Things. Oh, there was a series of like seven of them. And I think I have them all. If I don't have them all, I have them all digitally. And Frank uh, has done a couple books and he decided to do a coloring book. And this is available on Amazon. And um, 
it's I got to give Frank a little shout out. And uh, I always liked his art, his character, sure art. And I actually own a few pieces of his art. And uh, again, something good for the kids, you know, to get them introduced to classic monsters, classic. For sure. You know, yeah. As you can see from this, Universal, um, Harryhausen, Godzilla, Planet of the Apes. You know, Frank's a big fan of all that stuff. So um, Very nice. I haven't ordered this book yet. I probably will just for the heck of it. Um, I don't think I'll be doing any coloring. You but can sit around and color. It's, it's de-stress yeah. at work when, you know, when the machine breaks down. So um, there we go. That's what I have for new stuff or stuff that's out. Um, I, I'm impressed, Scott. I really Dracula am. Dracula Kit, you can get from Jesse Garcia at garagekituscolors.com. We'll get the website up. We'll link it. Jesse, I apologize if I got it wrong. But we will get a link up as far as um, where you can get that one from Jesse. But it's a, um, I don't know, I like it. I may get it. I'm not saying I'm going to get it for sure, but I may get it. Will you build it? Okay. So I have. Building shame. Number <laughs> one. Okay. That All would right. be. Yes. So the only thing I have is it's a sequel from last week. And I, the weathering pencils from AK. I mm-hmm. did get a video made and tested them out. They work really well. <laughs> like So they are, it's water. It's watercolor pencils is what they are. And they sharpen really easy. You can even take the shavings from when you sharpen it and use it to make a wash. I put them in a little cup and added some water to it and they work really well for that. They go on really easy. They weather really easy. The only, I think, drawback for them is it's not really even a drawback. It's, it's just a time consuming thing. You're going to have to layer up dull coat or you're, you're going to have to seal them a lot more as you go because as soon as water gets on them, it activates. So as you're layering your layers of weathering, it it's going to erase some of what's underneath. So you kind of got to take your time. But if it's something you need to do really quick uh, and just put like a, a little tiny bit of weathering somewhere and wash it on there, they work really well. And the whole set, you can get a whole set or you can get just little sets. Um, they're great. I have the, the review kind of how-to video on my channel. It's on the link from last week. But it's there, and they work great. I, I was impressed, and I'll probably pick up some more. Can you um, edit some of it into the video last yeah, week? Yeah, I put it in there last week for a second so you can kind of see what I was working on because I hadn't had it so, done at the time. So but, when you seal these, um, like you said, you have to seal them between coats. Does it lighten it a little bit? Does it darken it at all? Does it affect No, it stayed it pretty much the same. It stayed, stays pretty yeah. much the same. Yep. Okay. So that's kind of nice. As opposed to pastels that sometimes either get darkened or disappear. Um, that. They're they're definitely have a place in my toolbox for stuff to to work on, but I mean not yeah. that I'm going to build anything, but I just like to know. <laughs> True, which brings me to the workbench. Scott, are you actually working on anything right now? Well, let's see. I have to get some epoxy because my wife's outside windmill thing broke again. <laughs> And I've got some JB Weld. So basically what I'm usually working on is something around the house. Okay. Uh, I did How about that? I did buy something. I did get something in the mail. And uh, I think it was in our first episode we uh, reviewed Mark Worthling's uh, Wolfman Tribute Kit. And at the time I didn't get the glow parts, but it bothered me that everybody else was getting the glow parts. So I sent Mark the money and I sprung for the glow parts. Oh, cool. 
so now I'm complete. I'm nice. Um, I don't know why. I just did. So are there, is there a lot to clean up on those, or are they pretty? No, these are really. Um, let me try to hold this up here. I think Brokaw cast these. Well, then they're Mark good. For those of you that don't know. Yeah. And um, these are just really clean. And the thing is, I wouldn't put this on the kit. Sorry, I'm trying to get it there. I wouldn't put this on a kit just like this. I would put some kind of wash or something into this. Yeah, that would probably... Yep. Because if you look at the box art, and maybe in editing you can um, throw up that uh, picture that Mark had of the kit built <laughs> to look like it was glowing. But... Um, I'm laughing because I think I just deleted it off my computer. No, I, right, I might have it still, but no, I got it. you know, it doesn't just show it glow like this. I mean, it's got shading in it yeah. and stuff like that, and it's. Um, you could totally achieve that. that with a light wash of different colors. Yeah. Yep. So I didn't get that. How about the balsa foam? Any? Because I know foam. someone wanted a review of that foam. Yes, stuff you got. I believe it's Joe Bellows out there waiting. Yeah. Um, Poor Joe, Joe Bellow, the guy that came up with the Charlie Robson drinking game, and. Um, Charlie's gonna hate number like five now. But anyway, Joe, I, I read it, I heard it. I opened the box of foam I got from this other company that looks pretty promising. They they sent me some nice big too. They're like 12 by 12 chunks, and they're about two inches thick or an inch and a half thick. So um I want to work with those. I want to play with those a little bit, see which one is best. And um if there's something comparable to the balsa foam, because I think that it, the balsa foam is going to get harder to get. And, yeah. um, we're I'm just still shocked that it's not being made anymore. Like I just, I, who would have ever thought that's so weird. It, it's probably what gave me kidney cancer. What do I know? So, <laughs> look at the sun shining in on me. Too. I, I know. I was like just going to say, you got dramatic like, lighting. Ah, yeah. Like, Nosferatu oh, melt. Down. <laughs> so we are actually, this is the first time we're shooting during the day. Because usually we're doing this late at night. So we we're running into new problems. Lighting. Mine's going to come from over there eventually. You're 20 feet in your dungeon. Yeah, I am. I'm down here. Eat the neighbor's cats and stuff. When you <laughs> Get away. It's, still, it's the kids screaming next door usually. Um, I am working on something. The only I'm still working on the go. I haven't touched it because of work. But I have it. I picked up uh, some more for this game that I've been playing called Beast uh, Warhammer Underworlds. And picked up the new set of figures for that. And... They, I actually got two. So I've been building those and I built four other war bands this week. So it was a lot of building st uh, little plastic miniatures this week is what my workbench consisted of and spilling uh, plastic welder, which is not fun. I hate when that happens. Uh, yeah, that's what I built. I, you know, they had little tiny pieces. This one broke. You're a, you're a mold and caster guy. So in the styrene, there's a she's holding a staff. I know I'm taking this in a weird direction, but she's holding a staff, and it's literally the width of like a toothpick. It's less than a toothpick, if I could, and it just snapped off. Like there was an air bubble in that plastic, and it just came apart. So I had to glue that back together, which I've never had that happen with a plastic. Happens plastic. in resin too. I know. That's why it's like I've never had that happen with plastic before. Um, it was weird, but anyway. Workbench. We all thought we both had something. Look at that. Well, and the nice thing will be, you know, in the last couple of weeks, I, I talked about these kits today and the Wacky Racers kit and, and the Godzilla Glow kit. And 
I have all this stuff on pre-order with uh, <laughs> Steve over at Cult TV Man. So what's going to happen? It's all going to come in. You're going to get a flood. What would you get this week? And I'm going to have a stack of stuff right here. So you should just start. Yep, do it. Start stuff. stacking boxes like, you know. You know. And uh, yeah. It'll be fun. A nice... We we got to get you some decoration back there. Make this Maybe I'll do an episode where I build that Snoopy plane while we're talking, so that everyone can get off. <laughs> you my know what? That would be fun. All say, my students in there. the model. All my students have these fancy new LED lights in their camera background, and I'm like, "What is? Uh, whatever. New world, I guess." So we hate to disappoint everyone, but we don't have a guest this week. You're stuck with the two of us. So. Yeah, we did have a guest. We did have a guest. We won't say. We're not going to say who it is. We're not going to say who it is. But he got tied up with work. Yeah, he didn't promise to get back on, and I think he'll make a good episode. Yeah, it will be a great episode. I think when it happens. Um, so this was an idea we had talked about and didn't plan on doing it so soon. So we kind of threw this together last minute because we want to stick that schedule. We're gonna make sure we're not missing days. So this is. So you're stuck with us. You're stuck with us. Yes. <laughs> and now everyone just, time, damn it. everyone hits stop and is not going to watch the rest of the episode. So this episode, Scott and I, you know, we have very different tastes and things and we both have an idea of what kits should be made. And I think we talked about it with somebody a couple episodes back, like what's a kit you want to see done. And so we each came up with a list of around roughly 10 or 11 things. And we're going to kind of just go through one by one. We have not seen each other's lists yet. So we'll be able to make fun of each other in real time. Um, and just discuss if it's worth making, why I think it's worth making, why Scott thinks what he has is worth making. And in the comments, please leave your top 10 list of kits that should be made, like your dream kits. Not a grail kit, a kit that's out there, but a kit you want to see someone make. It could be a scene, anything. a scene from a movie. Yep. Um, email it to us and we'll throw it up here. Maybe. Yeah. So yeah. We're going to try and yeah, definitely. And like, the, you know, Hey, Charlie Robson would really like to see oh this God. kit made of Neil DeConte <laughs> running over Scott Johansson. Okay. Um, so the other side thing to this, and I had mentioned this to Scott, I mean, I'm kicking around the idea of doing a kit for model club TV and then using that process and documenting it and and do episodes based on a kit from start to finish how you do it that's way in the future so this could be the first seed of that plan is take something from this list and turn it into a kit so something off my list because i'm yeah. the one with the money to fund this i hey <laughs> i got a little bit <laughs> i could sell my i could sell my hey, kidneys they're still good I'm funding something from some movie i haven't seen yeah okay. i know well we could do one of each we could do one of mine and one of yours we'll do yours first and use your money and we'll be good so <laughs> so anyway let's get into it so scott like i said we're gonna go you me you me you me all the way down the list and go your first dream kit okay so which I'm kit gonna, i don't I'm know what to call it my first grouping of kits will all be cartoonish okay. okay so this is an artist that i found online his name is tom richmond and he drew for Mad Magazine character characterizations and stuff like that. And uh, I really like the style and stuff. I actually have a Doctor Who poster that is the same style as this Dracula, but it's every Doctor from the first one 
all the way up to Peter Capaldi. And it's all of them in a big long poster and I have it. Um, I just want to get it framed and he signed that stuff. And he sells, uh, again, we'll link to his website. Um, I never met Tom, but I really like this Dracula. And I thought this Dracula would be a fun, super deformed kid um, to do. That would be actually, because the little Jack Davis, you know, um, and I think we've talked about this before that there, I mean, there's been so many Draculas done that it's time to kind of branch out and do other, the cart, like, like you said, character caricatures of them and different people's different takes on the same character instead of the same, that I think. I also thought this would be good to do in the big Frankie scale with the, with the creature that I'm still cleaning up. Yeah. And, um, but Jay's that thing would be huge at that point. Yeah. But again, it's, it's just a, it's if a you did it like, I don't know. Yeah. That would be, yeah, that would be kind of cool. I, so, okay. Now we're going to yeah. go on. Okay. You. Mine. So I could be totally wrong in my first one. This could have been made before, but I've never seen it. The Terminator. Everyone said, yeah, there's a Terminator kit, right? But the Terminator in the tech noir outfit. I want the scene where he's got that big buff bulky jacket with the eighties shirt on the chain on over his sleeve. Cause you always see all the Terminator kits I've ever seen have just been the Terminator two with the leather coat, leather pants and the shotgun. I want this with the coat, the, the handgun with the laser sight. And has that ever been made? Am I crazy? Have you seen that? Uh, I have not, but it would be cool if you could put a real laser in there. I know. Like there's so much like, you could do like, so there's a hot toys version and there's action figures of that. But to me, Terminator one, the tech noir scene is the best scene in the whole movie. Hands down. Like it's just, it screams 1980s to me, Terminator in a crazy like eighties shirt. And just that's the Terminator I want. When I think of the Terminator, that's what I think of. I don't think of Terminator two. I don't think of anything else with Arnold. That's the Terminator I think of. So I can't believe it's never been done. I just, I don't get it. That's why I think it's been made and I just haven't seen it, but that's the Terminator I want. Terrible. Um, <laughs> it's all personal preference. It is all. Oh, I hate you, dude. But I have seen the movie. Terminator. Wow. I am. I can't even believe it. Okay. All right. I enjoyed the second one better than the first one. All right. Like most people did. Yeah. I think most people did. But um, I did see the first. I'm still a Terminator one person. Like that's, anyway. Okay, your turn. Wearing leather pants. All I can think of is the Friends episode where Ross has got the leather pants, and I want to say, uh, <laughs> and Chandler is a Ross is wearing leather pants. Watch Ross is wearing leather pants, and he couldn't make fun of them. And uh, okay, so you're I'm, gonna shame me. I have never seen that friend. I don't never see that yeah. Friends. Huh? Well, that's right. I see Friends, but not that episode. But I do own leather pants, so you I don't fit in them anymore. Right <laughs> no. Okay. All right, we're going back to my list now? Yeah, we're going to your list. Okay, so we have three. Let me see how good an old Jason is. Can you name all three of those? Uh, Huckleberry Hound. That's correct. That's it. Oh, wait, no, no. Oh, wait. for shit's sake. No, it's not Ricochet Rabbit because that's not a rabbit. No, but that would be a kid I wouldn't mind seeing done. What's the? I don't remember. I don't. Re- I know. I've seen them all. I don't know their okay. name. Okay. Well, first of all, the Huckleberry Hound has been done already. Um, so that's actually already out. The two on the right are Quick Draw McGraw. Oh, yeah, duh. And, oh, and my God. Snagglepuss. Yeah. Okay. And okay. Snagglepuss, um, his 
saying was exit stage left. So if you can see that in this particular <laughs> skull, he's like, he's, I'm out. He's getting ready to go to his left. Those two are digital sculpts by Jason Peltz, who did the Fred Flintstone that I reviewed in the one. Yeah. These have not been released as kits, but I sure would like to see him release these as kits, but he couldn't get enough interest. He did release the Huckleberry Hound, and I do have It's probably that. just you. Like, are you? But, uh, I, I hope there's more than just you. But no, but, I think uh, the hobby needs more of that. I, well, and, I've, and I've often said that this is the one of the genres in the hobby that is saw and tapped are cartoon characters. Yeah, I agree. I agree and, completely. Uh, so I really like Jason's work, and he does not have a website, but he'll pop up once in a while with his newest thing and throw it out there. But I really like I watch Quick, Quick Draw McGraw all the time. I don't know why. I don't know. I'm, I'm old. That's what it's turned out to be. So, all right, let's go to your next. Okay, one. my next is. We got a lot to cover here. Yeah, we do. Next is the Trick or Treaters from Halloween Three. So let's start with this. Have you seen Halloween Three? Movie shame. Okay, all right. So Halloween <laughs> Three is, and I, I'm going to get arrows for this, is the best Halloween movie because it has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Um, if those of you have not seen Halloween Three. It's a company that is basically a bunch of pagan witches and they're trying to just take over the world and destroy it and start a cult thing. And they're doing that through Halloween masks. They're selling to kids and they trick the kids to put them on and they're all supposed to watch TV at a certain time. And then it melts their face and turns them into bugs and all this stuff. So there's trick or treaters. These are the iconic masks that are from there from silver shamrock, which is the company that is selling the masks. But you have these trick or treaters throughout the film. I will also take Tom Atkins screaming on the phone. That's the other picture that's there in the movie. Like, I just want Tom Atkins screaming on the phone from the movie, which would be, I think, one or the other, trick-or-treaters, Tom Atkins. I've met Tom Atkins in real life. He's an awesome dude. And I don't think there's any Tom Atkins kids out there either, from, like, Night of the Creeps as well. But please, somebody, Halloween trick-or-treaters. That was mine. Not going to ask Native yep. Creek. Have I seen that? No, I have not. Oh my okay. god, dude! Really? You know, though, when you say Halloween three is like the best of the Halloween, you know, it that's is. like me going out into the yard and picking up all my dog stuff and saying, "Well, this is the best smelling." So anyway, okay, <laughs> all right. Comments for you then, dude. That's not me. I didn't say there were other ones were bad. He did. <laughs> Tell him, not me, because okay. that's all right. You're next. I'm next. <laughs> On the dream kit list. Now, this is not necessarily the kits I want, but it's the characters I want. Boris and Natasha from the Rocky and Bullwinkle. Um, again, it, it's... Have you ever saw kits of any of those characters? No. The Bullwinkle. And, and Wait, I think they're... What... Boris and Natasha. I wouldn't mind seeing anything from the Rocky, Bullwinkle, Fearless Leader... Um, and you know what? Anyone in chat or not chat, but comments, if if you know that someone made this kit or one of these that we're talking about, please tell us. Then we could find it and be happy. So if you know someone has made a Boris and Natasha kit or a Halloween 3 trick-or-treater kit like that, tell me and we can find, put them in there. But I don't. Yeah. I think I remember a Boris, I think, somewhere, but not done well enough to where I think it sticks in your mind like, oh, man, that's right. And and again, it's a you know to me though cartoons are are just like universal monsters or aliens or predator. It's 
you have your fans. And yeah. I, I think it'll be another way to draw fans into this hobby. I think so too. It is a huge, there are so many cards. Like, think, you have your anime stuff, and that's totally different. But the American mm-hmm. animation, like, just even stuff that I used to watch as a kid, like Herculoids, Black Star, G.I. Joe. Like, there's some Transformer stuff, but I don't think I've ever seen the G.I. Joe cartoon, like, kits. There's statues and stuff, pre paint, but not. Hey, someone make a Baroness. I think a Cobra leader or something. Yeah, like I think, yeah, there was a Cobra. Yeah. But... Someone make a Destro, too. That'd be cool. Okay. Okay. On to you. On to me. So this next one, there's a whole bunch of pictures because this is a movie that I think is completely untapped. It's not a certain character that I want from this movie, but it is, I I don't know how to explain it. So cabin in the woods. Have you seen cabin in the woods? Son of a bitch. So (laughs) this, now this is going to be a nearly impossible. So if you have not seen cabin in the woods, you might want to turn off now, but I'm going to ruin it for Scott. Um, it is a crazy twist in this movie, and it goes completely sideways from where you thought it was going. There are so many monsters and creatures in this movie that you could make kits for the next 30 years based on this one movie. And so the story it ends up there's this cabin that ends up being an underground like doomsday thing where they have to keep satiating these ancient gods and they have to sacrifice people and they like release different monsters to do the long, crazy story. But there's these cubes. The cabin is actually this giant machine that houses all of these different creatures from different horror movie tropes, basically. And these cubes move and each one has the creature in it. So there's a shot in the movie and that's what this picture is. There's a shot in the movie that shows all these cubes and they, there's a part in the movie that has a board up there that lists everything that's in the movie. So there's werewolves, ghosts, killer plants, zombies, vampires, giant snakes, uh, zombies that are melting people's faces with goo and Hellraiser type guys. And there's just so much in there, like little girls with a mouth for a face, clowns. Uh, the merman in the movie has, plays a very pivotal role. Um there is so much in there that just to be tapped. Like if you just like creatures, monsters, horror movie stuff, cabin in the woods, I can't think of a Like there's a company, you could just base a whole company on making monsters from this movie. Um, but I think the one I want to see the most right off the bat is and I, the pun intended is the giant bat that's in there. It is a really cool monstrous looking bat. Um, but yeah, cabin in the woods needs to be, kitted there needs to be so many kids from that movie but yeah you're next go oh boy we're going we just go right you know <laughs> yeah we're just gonna skip over i'm gonna talk about it because you like do you like monsters scott like if you like my <laughs> just kidding. so um one that i liked and again this goes back to the snoopy thing is we go from giant bats to snoopy jesus to snoopy jesus well, cause snoopy could shoot the uh, giant bat out of the sky oh yeah oh yeah and his yeah. red baron Doghouse. Yep. Snoopy in his actual uh, get up on top of the doghouse with the bullet holes in it um, and the teeth gritting. Again, I, I think it would be a lot of fun. I don't know how well that would transfer 3D. And the reason being is, and this was one of the problems with the Schultz strip is, and Snoopy could do a lot of shit on the top of that pointed doghouse of his. 
I mean, because, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like you'd have a typewriter up there. Uh, and there was almost nothing he didn't do on top of that doghouse. So he must have had tremendous balancing skills. You could, I, I mean, if you did, it would give people the opportunity to try and paint in a cartoon style, kind of like what Neil showed us last week. And I think that would right. be cool. Right. Uh, for any of those kids, really. It's a different painting style and it would be, mm -hmm. it'd be fun. Okay. My okay. next one. I know I, I'm not even going to ask because I know Scott has not seen Attack the Block. That still counts. Okay. <laughs> Attack the Block is an English, it is a, uh, Philip Boyega is that his, from Star Wars? Um, this was one of his break. This was his breakout movie, and it's an alien invasion movie, and it takes place in England. And you have these aliens that are just basically big hairy dogs with mouths that glow in the dark, and it is done to. You have to watch the movie to really appreciate how these things move in the film and what they look like, because the only, it just it's basically a black silhouette with this mouth that's chomping all the time. And they did it by having, uh, like, they have lights in the teeth and stuff. But it'd be a great kit to have. And then you could do some really cool lighting effects with it. Um, I don't know how well. I think fur is hard to do in model kits sometimes to translate and sculpt it right. But if someone could pull it off and do it big enough to where you could do some cool stuff with the teeth, you could even do um, UV paint and light it with a UV light somehow. Uh, it, there's some, I think something to be said there attack the block if you have not if anyone have not has not seen attack the block it's a great alien invasion monster oh, not just me yeah I, there, it's a lot of people have not seen that i don't think you deserve shame for that but you should see it give half a shame <laughs> a half a shame. <laughs> half a shame oh my god all right all right you're I'm up to my last cartoon kit <laughs> thank okay. jesus Thank Jesus. And this again is another Jason Peltz sculpt that okay. was not realized. Hey, that's really but cool. I like this. Look, look at that. That is, that is a lot of fun. And that's George Jetson and Astro. Yeah. And uh, points to anyone that could tell me what Astro's real name was. Okay, keep going. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Wait, what was it? I'll tell you what. If no one gets it, I'll, I'll put it in the next All one. Right. So it's hey, a trivia question. I need, okay. Okay. But they, I believe they got Astro from someone else and he had a different name. So we'll leave it at that. But I just thought that was a, that's a fun uh, sculpt. And again, this is just touches it on cartoons for me. There's so many other ones that I would like to see. The Ant Yardmark, um, John Dennett, if you're listening, the Jeep from Popeye. Jeep, John, the Jeep that he's promised <laughs> me for years. Um, I know what the Jeep is. I know what the, the Jeep, Jeep is. You know, and that's from the mold. I think that's a great Popeye. idea. Yep. I love Pop. Um, the Ant Yardvark Warner Brothers characters. There have been some Warner Brothers kits out, but um, love that stuff. I, I love that stuff. I think Rob from Needful Things did some uh, Bugs Bunny kits that I have and stuff like that. And it's I love that stuff. Maybe we'll do an episode. I'll pull out some of my cartoon kits. But uh, yeah, yeah Underdog. Um, I'm just looking up here at my my goofy stuff that I should show on here someday. I actually Underdog ties into War of the Worlds for me. And I'll tell you how, I don't know how. So my, the house that I grew up in, the very first house that I lived in as a kid, that there's three things that I remember seeing on TV in that house. No, four. There's four things I remember watching on TV in that house. One was War of the Worlds. One was Underdog. Two, I mean, three, three was uh, Captain Kangaroo. And the other one was Moby Dick, the movie. That's it. That's what I remember seeing. Anyway. 
dumb oh. story. And, and the on TV split screen porn that uh, that, sh- that was this that was my second house. Oh, okay, all right. I remember watching Dragon Slayer on on TV. Anyway, and that will be Jason Walker, former teacher at district. <laughs> okay, anyway, go ahead on to your next one. Oh, my next one. It's my female kit pick. Um, high tension. Scott. Okay, another one. So if anyone hasn't seen High Tension, a great French <laughs> horror film, uh, it is one of my favorite movies of all time. And if you have not seen it, I will not ruin it for anyone. But the main character, Marie, she, I want this kit, the box cover of her holding this cement saw covered in blood. That's what I want. That's it. That's simple. Someone make that. I want to say the cement saw is overkill. I think she could accomplish the same with a chainsaw. Oh, no, 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 no. Cement <laughs> no, no. saws, man, you'd have to get through some tough hide. I mean, it's it's They're such a good movie with such a great ending. Like, please, everyone watch High Tension. And she's a badass chick in this movie, badass woman. And you'll see why <laughs> later. But it's such a and the, it's such an iconic for me, just powerful holding that thing and standing there. I love it. Someone needs to make that. Done. Your turn. Okay. My next one is a scene from the original Mummy with Boris Karloff. And I'm not sure, but I believe someone is making this. Um, what's What's funny about this scene, and there's some better photos of this as well. Um, the They found the scroll that this guy read from and brought the Mummy back to life. And this scene was never in the movie. Okay, simply it's on the lobby card, I believe. Oh, okay. Okay, so in the original Mummy, for those of you that don't know, and anybody that don't know should be movie shamed by me right now, is they show the Mummy coming to life, his eyes open, and his hands are up like this, and one hand comes down, and then you see just, you hear him walking out of the room with some... um, leave some wrappings are trailing him right yeah drag it on the foot yep if i remember right so jack pierce did all this great makeup and you never really see karloff as that mummy other than when he's in the sarcophagus so that's crazy to me like it's yes this is a scene that got cut out somewhere and then when they come back this guy's gone insane and told him he went for a little walk yeah he's insane laughing and stuff like that so I thought this would be a cool scene to do. Yeah, for um, yeah. If someone's doing it, I don't want to spoil who. If they want to post who. Well, look, Scott, dreams do come true. But, um, good. Yeah, and I don't know how much of it they're doing because if you look at that photo, the sarcophagus is in the background. There's some other stuff in the background. Yeah, that's a lot of work if they're doing all of it. They're, they're, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. But the, anyway, that's one of those scenes that I just always thought was, um, because anytime you see a Karloff as the mummy model kit, it's all basically fantasy. You never have a scene where you see it. Yeah. Okay. Other than sitting in the sarcophagus or standing in the sarcophagus, yeah. right? Okay. okay. Yeah. No, that's good. I hope someone. I hope that's coming true for you. Uh, my next one is Tucker and Dale from Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Go ahead, put your mark down. God, Scott, for real, man. So this is probably my favorite horror comedy movie since Evil Dead. <laughs> it's in that same vein, or since Army of Darkness. But 
two guys who really just are hapless hillbilly dudes that um, get stuck in some craziness. And I just want a two-figure set, this picture exactly, carrying the half a body, and them all bloody in their in their overalls. And I, I really, Scott, I know you, we don't agree on movies a lot. I really think you would like this movie. I really do. You should watch it. It is fantastic. I was um, going to ask if that was a um, half a body there. So. It is a half a body. It is, it is a half a body. <laughs> yeah. So it's... It's in the same lines of Cabin in the Woods, but goes the complete different direction. And it's it's a great movie. Please watch Tucker and Dale vs. Evil if you haven't seen it. I want a sequel to it really, really bad. And they just – it's really funny. So, And then they're a great kit. It would be – I think I don't think I'm the only one that would want this. So if I'm we'll wrong – We'll see in the comments. We'll, we'll see Yeah, soon. we'll see. Tucker and Dale. Someone give me an upvote on that. Yeah, we're going to see – Whose ideas people like that? <laughs> Probably neither of us. And they're like, you guys are crazy. Okay. Forget this stupid podcast. Anyway, you're next. My next one is, <laughs> uh, again, Family Classics, uh, Channel 9. Adventures of Robin Hood. It's a classic. That's what I watched Moby Dick on, too. That's what I, yes. right. yep. Basil Rathbone and Errol Flynn. Um, and I would love to have a two-figure kit where they're, not necessarily these poses, but where they are sword fighting on the stairs like that. Yeah. And to me, it's still one of the best sword fights. You know, I, I just, I always love the feel of this movie and, um, you can movie shame me. Rathbone. You never saw adventures of Robin hood. No, I might have like, but I was probably really little and don't remember. So not to mention, if you look at the outfit that Rathbone's got on there, can you imagine trying to paint that? That'd be a fun paint job. Yep. That would be. So if so, you were, let's say you did this, what what scale? Because it's two figures. What and same with me. Oh, I still would want one six. One six. I, I yeah, I think same with mine for my two figure. That's funny how our two two figures lined up like that. I like, yeah, yeah, and and this would be cool if you didn't want to do them on the stairs and you want to do them on flat ground. You could sell them separately. You know, and this. No, you know what you could do. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to do it on the stairs because that adds to it. But you could cut uh-huh. it so that the stairs interlock together. You could buy sure. each one. And do it that way. That would be kind of cool. Oh. And this goes to to a subject that, again, this hobby is so genre related to horror and to um, yeah. And that's comic, where I yeah comic horror yeah a little bit cartoon even the cartoon stuff isn't a stretch, but classic Hollywood stuff is so rarely done. And that's one thing that I noticed. I mean, with your taste you do like a lot of the classic Hollywood stuff, mm-hmm. which I don't, but that's cause I'm young. Yeah, so I know black and white movies. Ew. <laughs> Although this one was in color. Yeah. Um, no, that'd be, I like that idea. That would be a hard paint job too. That'd be fun. Cool. All right. My next one is the void. And <laughs> this is another one of those, this movie okay. has, yeah, okay. It's one of the best horror movies that came out in the last couple of years. It's recent. Um, it's very Lovecraftian, like completely Lovecraftian in terms of what's going on in it. And I won't talk ruin or anything like that, but there are a ton of different characters in the movies that could be made. There's the hooded guys with the triangles on their face. There's the guy at the end. That's the guy opening the portal. There's tons of just creatures that are just mangled humans that have turned into other things and zombie type thing. Like, it's kind of like Cabin in the Woods where there's so much going on in the movie that 
you could spend, I don't know, there can be at least five kids from this, this film. Uh, if you haven't seen the void, check out the void. There's some great, great monsters in there, but you're next. Okay. Um, Bond, James Bond, James Bond, classic Sean Connery, James Bond. Um, there was a gentleman that did a bust of this, and I, I will just touch on this very quickly because I don't want to get too deep into it. But um, I believe he works for uh, what's Peter Jackson's? Is it Weta? Yep. Okay. And I, I, his name is escaping me right now, but he had done a bust very similar to this. And he did a Terminator bust. And years ago, he sent them to review to the three magazines that were out at the time. And um, I don't want to get into the names and stuff like that. But one of the magazine editors or owners at the time took the Terminator bust and recast it and sold it. And this guy never did another thing for the Garage Kid hobby again. And um, it was he did a nice job. It was a very similar pose to this James Bond. But I said, this would make a good bust. Um, I know Mr. Tucky did a James Bond kit that I wasn't crazy about. The likeness was good, but yeah. Do you mean is, just I mean, like that, like just how it's cut off in this picture at the yeah, waist, almost, like that? Almost like it's cut yeah, off. Yeah, that'd be cool. But that that's classic bust. I would make the barrel of the gun straight, and not crooked like that one. Um, <laughs> hey, it's rubber. You you know. And maybe there's there's similar poses to this too. When I was researching, um, where he's got a little smirk on his face, and you know, again, pretty typical Sean Connery James Bond. You probably grew up with some other lame-ass James Bond that wasn't uh, Sean Connery, but uh, no, this my is James, James Bond was uh, what's his name? <laughs> his uh, octopusy guy. What's his Roger uh, Moore? Yeah, that's my James Bond. Okay, so um, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing something like this. Uh, a classic. Yeah, you know, no, I think that. I mean, again, that's an untapped area that should be for sure. So and again, and it goes to classic Hollywood almost. Yeah, you know. Why don't you do, because I just looked at how many more you put in there. So why don't you do three and then I'll, because I have, I have four left. So why don't you okay. do two more? Let me do another one? Yeah, okay. do two more. You want me to do all my comic book ones? Because I think there's. Yeah, let's do that. Me. Do your comic book ones. We'll do that. Go through okay. that. They kind so, of fit together. Um, Superheroes. Now, I'll start this by saying the pre Can we Wait, one. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. I have no superheroes on my list. I thought of one, but then I was like, nah. So that's weird. I have no superheroes. Go ahead. Just terrible. So, oh no, I do. I'm wrong. I got one. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So, um, various people have drawn certain characters over the years. Um, and George Perez, who's a very popular comic book artist, I always loved his work on Fantastic Four. So, I threw the thing in here. Um, as no one's ever, there's been one model kit of the thing. I think it was sculpted by Sean Nagel that a muck time put out. And well, there's the Horizon one too, right? If you want to call that a representation, yes. Okay, and I will get lambasted for this. That is the biggest piece of shit thing model I've ever wow. seen. Wow, ouch, okay? ow. Terrible. It was at that time when Horizon was like, all right, we're going to come out with a good kit, and then we're going to come out with three bad kits. What's wrong with that kit? What is, seriously, what's there? Okay, no. Okay. What's... So if you look at, even in the photo that I'm showing here, and maybe if you want, pull a photo of the Horizon kit up, um, the Horizon kit was just not based on any comic art at all. He never looked like that. Almost like he looked too realistic. The waist is too thin. The thing is bulky like the Hulk. Yeah. Okay. 
And um, George Perez, I really like George Perez's thing. Kirby as well. Um, John Byrne did a nice version that was a little different. I think Jesse did a bust of that early on. But that being said, Bowen's done a couple of really nice thing statues. But as a model kit, something you can take and paint and build, um, I, I would like to see the thing. Okay, now I'll move on to the next one. And that would be, this is a Spider-Man villain called the Jackal. Wait, I want to go back one second. I do have Moses gave me, it's our first Moses mention. Moses. I bought from, yeah, I, I bought from Moses. Now, Moses. <laughs> he, uh, I bought from him a thing, a Horizon thing that he started re-sculpting and changing the face. Oh, and so, God. you know what? I'm going to show it to you and see what you think. I don't know where it is. I got to find it. Okay. All right, so my next Sorry. character here is the Jackal. Now, this is going to get interesting to all the newer comic book readers. So... I'm going to do this as quick as I can. In Spider-Man number 121, the writer for Spider-Man at the time, Jerry Conway, came up with this idea. We got to do something major. So they killed Gwen Stacy, who was Spider-Man's girlfriend at the time. And the very next issue, he kills the original Green Goblin because the Green Goblin was the one responsible for Gwen's death. Well, they went into this storyline. We have to bring Gwen back, blah, blah, blah. And they created this character called the Jackal. And the Jackal cloned both Gwen Stacy and Spider-Man. It's a big, long, you know, it's a run of oh, Spider-Man. this is the nerdiest conversation I'm having Shut today, up. I think. Whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> the Jackal was just a villain that I just really liked the look of it. And I always liked this picture. This was a splash page of a comic. And I always thought it would be really cool. To you know what? Movie. I like your, I like that idea. That, And I would like to have a guy like Troy McDevitt, I think, could really pull this off. I think we're just giving people money today is what we're that's doing, right. you know, and oh. that's Troy do that. That would be cool. That yeah. would be really cool. The next one is a group of things. I said, comics I'd like things I'd like to buy things I would buy. And the first one is and not necessarily this pose a George Reeves Superman. Someone else I just saw say that. I think it was Charlie Robson. I think. Really? No, I don't well, know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Well, it wouldn't be uh, unlike Charlie Robson to mention something like yeah, that. Yeah. Anyway, and this is not scripted, by the way, Charlie. <laughs> um, George Reeves' Superman to me is Adam West Batman to a lot of people. Uh, this was the first Superman that I remember. And um, yeah, a little hokey. You know, he was a little hokey. He was actually on an episode of I Love Lucy, which is kind of funny. As Superman? Uh, as Superman, yes as Superman. And um, so anyway, uh, a George Reeves Superman would just be fun. And again, this almost goes back to classic television, classic yeah. Hollywood, but yet still kind of related. All right. I'm going to go to my next one now too. And I think, let me guess, you've never seen it. Oh, I just watched it all oh. the time. I, I'm okay. serious. I did. The Honeymooners, not necessarily. Because I, I think there's a weird period of time where was it like Fox WFLD like channel 32 where oh. they would show this like at lunchtime or something like or later like, years ago before it was Fox when it was just channel 32. Yeah. When it was on. Yeah. When the news was on, this was on at 10 o'clock. That's or right. 10 30. Yeah. I think it was on at 10 30. Even when I was a kid. Cause I would like that channel had, I would come home at lunch and watch lost in space, black and white Gilligan's Island. Like that mm -hmm. kind of stuff like that. 
So that's when I would watch it on channel. Yeah, back on channel 32. So um, the honeymooners. I have a little uh, super deformed kit someone did of Ralph and Ed. But, yeah, I've uh, seen that. It, this is just a personal favorite. If someone did it, I'd buy it. I, even if they just did bust. So what would I'd, you want? Like the all figures bust, like the whole like wives and them. Like you know, I would do bust. Would be fun. Um, you know, maybe a bigger bust of Gleason with the supporting characters on the bottom or something. I don't know. You know, like I, I, I think every idea I have. Okay, you know. <laughs> but I think if they were done photorealistic, really well, yes, like something very not cartoony to look funny, but just this is what they look like. I think those would look cool, like classic, oh. just celebrating what they were. That right. would be that would be nice. All right, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do one more now, and then we'll go to yours and let you finish up and then we'll, we can come back because I, I overdid it. So this is a classic film. Which James Cagney movie was this? But that's um, May Clark, who was Henry Frankenstein's bride in the first Frankenstein movie. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And there was a scene and she said something Cagney didn't like and he took this grapefruit and smashed it right in her face. <laughs> and so I just thought, oh, this would be fun. This would be a fun kit. Smush it right on the, there? Yeah, just and he, and he <laughs> gave it a little twist. You twist too. it? Ah, cool. But um, this brings me again back to, and the reason I put this up here is classic Hollywood. I would love a James Cagney kit. Uh, you know, there's been like one Humphrey Bogart kit, but again, classic. Yeah. Classic 30s, 20s, 30s, 40s stars um, that just have are completely untapped. And again, I wouldn't mind seeing a bust. Tony Cipriano is a half-finished James Cagney bust. That's just awesome. And I think, I think we're uh, shaming other people into doing our dirty work today is what we're well, doing. Well, let's hope so because yeah. I can't afford it all. Yeah. So all right, let's go back to you. All right, back to me. So this is my one video game entry in the list. And it's a video game called Shadow of the Colossus. And the whole point of the game is you're this guy. You have to go and kill these colossus, and there's these giants throughout the game. And the whole game is you climbing on these giants to kill them. So in the game, you're actually this tiny little dude, and these characters, these colossus, are huge, like just enormous. So I, they're all of the colossus colossi <laughs> in the in the game are really cool, really neat design. But I think this one in particular is because I think it's the one from the cover of the game, and you can kind of see the scale there with him standing on top of his head but i would love to see a kit of the colossus and then the the hero of the game if that's what he is because you have to play the game um climbing on there stabbing it in the head to kill these guys and you'd get a nice like if the colossus was one sixth the guy would be like a miniature like even smaller like small so it'd make a really cool kit and the the colossus themselves are made out of stone and fur and lighting areas and there'd be some really cool techniques you could do with it as a sculptor as a painter and it would just i think they would make good kits and there's enough monsters and creatures in this or colossi in the game to make some really neat kits but so do you have to uh, basically get to the head of the colossi? On some of them, on that one particularly, you'd have to get you have to climb up to the head to kill it. Some of them were like way out on the tail, or like there was two on each shoulder. And as you're climbing on it, it tries to shake you off the whole time, or tries to hit you, or while you're running up to that dude, he tries to hit you with that big stone arm. Like it's a real, it's one of my favorite games, and I think people my age or a little younger probably know about it, but I, I don't think. Um, a lot of our model guys would know this game, but it's a it's, you can't video game shame me, can you? I, no, I can't. That I will not do. Okay, I will All not right. do that. 
You have played right. Super Mario Brothers, right? Have first you played? Two. Okay. So, all right, good. We're good. I, I'm, we're good. Okay. So, my next one is from a movie called The Ritual, and it is again, it's the creature from The Ritual, and it's supposed to be. I think the book, I never read the book. I've only seen the movie. It's on Netflix. Everybody watch this movie. Um, it's a, a trek through the hike that goes terribly wrong through the woods in Norway. And it was supposed to be the black goat of the woods from the Lovecraft story, but they kind of changed it for the movie, I think. But it is one of the creepiest. Like, I don't get creeped out easy. And I don't get scared like when I see this kind of stuff. But there's a part in this movie that creeped me out. Just kind of gave me a shiver. Because I don't like things. Things that scare me are very subtle. And there's a part in this movie where you just see a hand on a tree that you didn't see. And then it kind of moves and goes away. And like, it's, it's the whole shot is trees. And on one of those trees way high up, there's a hand and where a hand shouldn't be. And then it kind of just moves away. And I'm like, Oh my God. And the creature itself, you can see the maquette there that someone had made. I think if that person who made that maquette just turned around and turned it into a kit, please do that. Um, but it's basically like an, a reindeer goat elk mixed with for a head has half a torso where the arms are the antlers that have the, and then there's a face where the waist guts should be. And the hands are coming out of the bottom as well. That can move and grab things. It's one of the scariest, most unnatural things I've ever seen in a movie. And it's, it deserves to be a kit. And it, like someone's already done it and they made their own. And I just, I want that. Please somebody you know you should come watch tv with my wife <laughs> we should and tell her to watch the ritual and man. Then i'll take like, jamie to cartoon movies and, and okay like all right we're, we're not we're, doing wife swap i don't that's that's no we'll just be a wife girlfriend wife. swap is that Can we do movie wife swap maybe oh, my, that could be but tell her to watch the ritual it's it's brutal movie right. like there's she might have seen it man okay here's my superhero kit ready it's quinlan from the strain uh the strain is a guillermo del Toro comic and then they turned it into a TV show. And so this character's in both, Quinlan. He's a. Uh, if you've seen Blade 2, I know you've seen the model kits of the Reapers with the big tongues that come out. So his yeah. vampires in this are very similar. And they have a like a it's like a parasite that lives in people. It turns them into the vampires. And the way you get turned into a vampire are these little parasite worms that get into your body and they turn you into a vampire, basically. But the way you suck blood is with this big giant creature that comes out of your mouth. Um and Quinlan is part vampire. He can walk during the day and he's from ancient Roman times and he has a sword and he goes around trying to kill the master and just a cool character, like a hood sword straight, just, you know, your typical vampire killer guy, but he's got a cool design. He's got, and then they have the, their necks all have this part where the, the parasite lives. So their necks look weird. And he has all these cool scars on his body from, I don't know. Anyway, Quinlan from the strain. So, and I'll do how many you got left? I've got a few. So go ahead and finish. Up. Okay. So I have two left. My next one is the one I want the most. And it's funny that we're filming this today is his birthday. And this is Dave Brocky as odorous. Shurungus from the band Guar. Guar is my favorite band of all time. It is. I don't think anything is in. I go ahead. You laugh at me. I don't care. I don't care. I was in the audience with me and my friend at the Jerry Springer show when we went and saw Guar at Jerry Springer. Um, I love Guar. Tell like, you about Guar right there. What does that tell you about Guar right it there? It tells me everything why I like them. That's like it's uh, so it 
they've kind of trailed off here now since he's passed away in 2014. But today's his birthday, and I want an odorous Urungus model statue. I, I to the point where I might even end up sculpting it myself. Um, I need this kit at some point in time. I want an odorous statue with the cuttlefish odorous of Cthulhu. Uranus. Hey, odorous oh. Uranus? No, it's Urungus. 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 So, well, you call yours what you want to call it. I'll call mine. Are you okay? Yeah. All right. But please, I, if anyone else there really truly appreciates Guar for what they what they are, which is a big middle finger to society, like to just to to political correctness. Um, there were art students who got you know kicked out of art school and said, "Forget it, we'll do our own." And now that's they're a great bunch of dudes. And Odorous was Dave Brocky was an amazing guy, and I. I've never been bummed out when a musician has passed away. Like there's been a few that I'm like, Oh, that sucks. That's terrible. But when he died, I actually, it bothered me for the first time ever. When it was the first famous person that died where I was like, Oh man, that's like, it ruined my couple weeks. But anyway, Dave Brocky as odorous Urungus. I need that kit. Um, my well, final the last one is a, what you would call a personal project. You've made this is a personal project. And this is a me um, I don't. I think I'm probably the only one in all of Garage Kit Land that would want this kit, and it's a. Uh, it's kind of a middle finger to Rob Rotundi, <laughs> if anything. Um, we have argued many times about, um, <laughs> about this director, but I want a Max Fisher from Rushmore. Um, that's it, Max. If you haven't seen Rushmore, please watch Rushmore. Oh uh, no, no. Really? Really? <laughs> Scott! I don't even know. Oh, my God. So, Max Fisher, the best. Uh. Come on, right. man. But I want a Max Fisher kit. It could be him sitting in the go-kart. It could be him in the be like in the fencing outfit. I don't care. I want a Max Fisher. Anyway, let's go to your final ones. All right, so my final ones are, again, like, personal projects. Oh, man, now, that's like... one may happen. Okay. okay, all right. This is a poster I had when I was a kid. Um, in 76, Marvel came out with Howard the Duck, and Howard the Duck was extremely popular initially. And they ended up getting sued by Disney and had to put pants on him because he looked too much like Donald or whatever. But um, so the original artist for, I think, the first couple issues was Frank Brunner. And Frank Brunner did this poster, and I had this poster in my room. It's called Scarface Duck. And <laughs> I want to make a model kit of this. And, and it's actually been discussed with a sculptor already. And uh, I would have the brick wall backdrop and the fire hydrant, maybe the light pole. And, uh, and the wanted yeah. poster? And the wanted poster, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... And the wanted poster would maybe do as a decal or just... You could do it as a paper and weather it and stick it up there. Yeah. So, um, but it's uh, it's a personal project that I'd like to do based on Howard the Duck. And uh, I just, so this poster was up in my room and it was replaced um, in my room with the iconic Farrah Fawcett in the red swimsuit poster. Nice. So, you know, interest changed as we got older. Yeah, but, I, I would hope um, so. And I do actually still, I was able to go on eBay and get a signed copy of this poster. Really? I do still nice. have one that I have to have framed and I will uh, 
have it up again someday. Okay. Well, maybe that's personal the one project, we document if you do it. Yeah. Personal project number two. Um, you'll laugh at this one, of course. <laughs> First of all, we need to finish the actual kit. So this is the Mark Parks Godzilla. Yes. Um, that you've guy. been working on for 20 plus yeah. years. 2019. And I love this thing so much. And when Mike was alive, I was going to approach him about doing this or allowing me to have someone else to do it. I wanted to do it bigger. Okay, so where that one is only maybe this big. Yeah. I wouldn't mind doing like an eight-inch version of that same thing. Okay. Um, just because. I, yeah. I, I, I liked it so much. And then you could almost put a likeness. And as a tribute to Mike. I was just going to say, out of all of Mike's kits, I think this is the one I think of the most. Yeah. And I think and that would be I a would fitting like do, tribute. If I did it bigger is I would like to have a likeness of Mike on the guy that he's stopping. Yeah. Oh, and dude. Yes. So, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. And then the last one I'm going to show you. Yes. See if you recognize I that. really like that idea, Scott. Please, like, I what's, like what's that? Oh, the Godzilla? Yeah. With, yeah. Yep. Okay. With Mike on the foot. That would be cool. So um, the last one I'm going to show you is a Chicago area special. I know this one. Um. Although a lot of people may know from the syndicated Giggle Snort Hotel. Yeah. But prior to Giggle Snort Hotel, there was a local show on called Cartoon Town. And it was also called BJ and Dirty Dragon. And this is Dirty Dragon. And I actually saw um, BJ. For also, for those people that don't know, it was Puppets. Yeah, it was Puppets. It's puppets. Uh, Dirty Dragon cartoon. was a puppet. Yeah, it's all, yeah. And BJ was Bill Jackson. And Bill Jackson made all the puppets. Um he designed all the puppets. He voiced a lot of the puppets. And this was on after school every day, um, either before or after Speed Racer, I can't remember. But I love this as a kid. And I have some memorabilia from Mr. Jackson, Bill Jackson. He's, I actually have some original drawings. Um, so here's something we have in common for once, and it's the last thing. I loved Giggle Snort Hotel. Like, mm -hmm. loved it. Watched it every Sunday. It was on Sunday mornings, right? Yes. Yes. Before I, I would, because it was like before we went to church or when I got, I'm like, got to watch Giggle Snort. And well, you at church, that's something I'd like to I see. Know, that be a whole other I know. Episode. Yeah. Uh huh. So, anyway, uh, Dirty Dragon would just be a, it would be cool to have a Dirty Dragon. Um, he had a lot of cool characters. Um, he did. They were like, there was, and different, in a really different oh. aesthetic than what people are kind of used to. Like, he had his own style, which was really yes. cool. Yes, and he had a character called the Blob too, and and, and the show. He was, <laughs> say, uh, and look at Cartoon Town Blob, and he did all that voice too. I love the Blob. Man. Blob's the best. He uh, he would make the Blob into whatever the Blob wanted to be that day. Yeah. Oh, I love so, it. There's one on uh, YouTube where he makes the Blob into a horse, and yeah. <laughs> uh, and he put little cardboard eyes yeah. on him. And yep. Stuff that was like oh this. man. He made and he cut these slabs of clay. It was just any other blob. That was, <laughs> yeah. and it was just, yeah, the blob. I think crazy. in the bottom, oh man, the cool thing about the blob, it was one of those things that I think piqued my art interest to watch him sculpt that every time to make something and cut the clay and do all that. It was one of, it was this, you got the same feeling as when you watched Mr. Rogers, like making something and cutting paper. So like it was, there's something as an artist in me that was like, oh, that's where I want to do that. I want to do, I want to make stuff even as a little kid, like, right. and, and, and you don't get Bill that. Jackson would, uh, so if you were a kid, you could mail in your initials to him and tell him what you wanted to be when you grew up. 
and like um so he'd take your initials and he'd write them on a pad and then he'd play some music and he would take your initials and make a drawing of what you wanted to be out of those out of your initials and figure out a way to yeah. do it and uh it was just a creative kids show that was and then giggle snort morphed from that and then giggle snort became syndicated and shown um, yeah. all over i actually have a I think episode one or something on a dvd i could uh, lend you if you want to see it i have them on v i don't know i think on i have VHS? Them i have them them, i bought them boot, I, I think it, you know what maybe it's maybe it is a it's either bootleg or vhs or dvd that I bought at a show somewhere. They were released for a while, but yeah, uh, you know, and he was selling them for a while, and he's since shut down his website. Um, I've corresponded with him through emails a few times, and again, our Chicago listeners—he's got to be getting up there in age, right? Like, oh yeah, he is. But and I think he lives out in San Diego now. But what a great guy! Yeah, Just, what a great cool. guy. So it was a um, yeah, that's a personal project, but yeah. So let's stop boring people. <laughs> we're done. Okay, we're done with Arlo. This was our trip down. Dream Kit Lane. So, you know, he's got the Howard the Duck. Maybe we'll do that. Film it. Film parts of it. If you end up doing it, maybe we'll do another one. But, yeah, please, in the comments below in the video, please give us your top ten kits that you want to see. Not kits you want to buy that are already out there, but stuff you want to see created. Um, who knows? You might be helping somebody out come up with an idea, and they'll see it, and they'll go, oh, yeah, I'm going to make that. But and This was, believe it or not, hard for me because other than the cartoon kits – Okay, most of the classic monsters and things that I've wanted to see over the years, superheroes, have all been done to the point where I was satisfied. Yeah. Okay, and, and to the point where I would say, I don't need another one. I have this one. And um, I think it's the opposite yeah. for me. Everything I want hasn't been made. Like there hasn't been, because I'm in. I mean, it's the age thing again. All the movies that I like don't get made into kits just because there's but, not a, like right. There's and not a for market. Example, the black and white Popeyes are great. If you've never seen the old black and white, I love those. Western Popeyes, they're fantastic. And I always said, so Electric Tiki came out with this. Yeah. Okay. Does it get any better than this? I no. ask. No, okay. that's good. And this was autographed by the sculptor, by the way. Um, and the bad thing is, stuff like this Electric Tiki stuff actually became really rare and worth a lot of money. So I'm being careful putting it back up. On the Watch shelf. it drop. I would laugh my. And kick off. your ass. Um, <laughs> but so, you know, there's things that I've got that were done that are, you know, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, Plus, you also a, have how many kids, right? Well, like, yeah. yeah. And, you know, Tony Cipriano has a uh, King Kong that he's almost done with on top of the Empire State Building that's beautiful. Really? So I look at something like that and go, yeah, no, that's a scene that hasn't been done yet. Yeah. Okay. I so, you know what? Okay. So I want a King Kong from the 70s on the World Trade, like, done. I want one of those. Why? Because that was the one that was my King Kong as a kid. First That's all, the one I saw. Watching, don't ever, ever <laughs> call that movie King Kong to me ever. Okay. I knew that Not would get King you. Kong. I knew. All right. It's I did. I just sent you. There's one good thing about that movie, I and said, that is yeah. Jessica Lange at about 18 years old. Okay. Before yeah. the plastic surgery destroyed her. Great. She'll watch this, and I'll be shamed. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna get an angry letter from Jessica an angry letter from, from this podcast. I'm sorry, I'm but, sure uh, she's watching Model Club TV. Yeah, yeah, and if she is, I'll make a public apology. <laughs> but um, I think she's beautiful I, now and forever. I don't know but, what you're talking uh, about. So, 
yeah. Anyway, great all right. Caller, great caller. So but anyway, yeah. um, in that particular movie, she was, you know, I, she had to be 18 or 19 years old. Okay, you sound like a creep. Stop. Okay, so. <laughs> well, that's right. I was 13, so that was okay back then. Oh, yeah, so. okay. That's true. She was older than you yeah. when you and saw boy, it. Dabney Coleman, boy, was he a great actor, huh? Hey, Dabney. <laughs> he went on to do such great movies as nine to five and yeah. oh man all right so thank you for hanging in there with us everybody we know this was a weird episode this is a test to see if how far the numbers crash from last week to this week so um let's do some letters and corrections okay um phil sent us another amazing email phil uh, McCracken. uh phil kupka uh <laughs> oh yeah phil uh, he, I, again, I, so I'm going to share some pictures that he sent in. He sent us some great pictures of some bases he worked on for George Stevenson. And I love, we got to get Phil on as a guest. So we're going to reach out to him and get him on. And cause he keeps sending these emails that are so hard. I can't to, for me to sit here and read the app. It's another 20 minutes. So, uh, great pictures that he sent. I love when he sends us emails, anybody send us emails, stories, try and shorten them up just a little bit. Cause I know the ones I've gotten so far and I love that people write in and say, cause I love reading it, but it's really hard to share on the show. And if you want to send in pictures as well, and we'll share those here in this letter section, much like I was telling, I explained to Scott, like Sven Gulli does with cards and letters at the end, we could do that. As far as corrections, did we get anything wrong last episode? Never, never. So no, I don't think we did. I don't think we did either. <laughs> so, um, um I'll add to that, you know, we have some episodes planned that are in the works, but man, we're always up for new stuff. Send us pictures of your stuff. If you want to get on maybe and, and, and be on uh, producers, modelers, sculptors, um, all three, whatever you are, um, shoot us an email. And again, the email will be in the link. Yeah, it's modelclubtv at gmail.com. There you go. It's there too. Yep. And um, it's not that know. we're begging for people, but yeah, we want to open it. We don't want to feel like right. we're keeping people away. If you really want to be on here and be a guest and got something cool to say or show, we'll put, we'll figure it out. So yeah, definitely. Right. And we're not asking for anything. We're not asking, Hey, you don't have to send us stuff for review. <laughs> you don't have to, Unless you want you to, know, uh, if you want to, sure. But, um, <laughs> You know, in all seriousness, um, I have plenty of kits <clears throat> that I can, you know, go on and on about, but we'd like to get some new stuff in here and show some new stuff. Yeah. And, um, and if anyone ever, let's, to, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, whatever happened to episode maybe and get some people on there. And I actually have talked to uh, someone that may be interested in doing that. Too. So, yeah. Um, as far as sending us stuff, if you do want to send something in, for a review or to have highlighted on the show. We'd love to do that. We could even then use that as a giveaway for subscribers and, and do it that way. But yeah, we're not, we'd love to do that and do reviews. Uh, you want to come on and promote something. That's great too. Um, we're trying to build a community here. That's open to everybody right. except for those people that have wronged me in the past. You know who you are. Um, well, I guess I'm out. Yep. Yep, I'm a Scorpio. I hold grudges. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything else? I think that's it for this week. Did we miss anything? And I want to touch on what you just said too. If someone was to send us something, 
um, for a review. It would, uh, first of all, I'll buy it if I like it well enough. Oh, yeah, that's, yep. And that's kind of what we've been doing is reviewing things we've bought. Like, I don't want to. The second thing is if someone does that and it's something neither of us necessarily wants to keep and we'll review. um, Yeah, our hope is to have giveaways and contests of some sort or whatever. And um, anything that is sent to us ever will be used either, either be paid for by one of us or be used as a giveaway. You yeah, won't see it on a table for, for sale at a show or anything like that. It, it's um, This isn't what this is about for yeah. us. It, it, it's really about just goofing around, having fun. Also, I we were we we've talked about trying to get sponsors for the show. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, talk to me or Scott, and we could work something out. We could either do live reads or links. I mean, we reach. I well, I don't want to really do that until we kind of know how many people are reaching. But we're doing this for fun for now, and we're not trying to make money. So we're just doing things. So. Yeah, because we'd be broke. I'm in the hole already. So where can you get talent like this for free? And look at this face. Or hear this voice. Oh, I know. Anyway. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and then um, all inquiries about the Model Club fan club can go to Charlie Robson. Yep. And uh, you can find him at uh, Facebook. I don't have Charlie Robson's uh, email. <laughs> no, we're not giving that out. We're not going to do that to him. We're not giving that out. He can if he wants yeah. because he's Charlie Robson. Okay. All and right. If you're playing the game, I want to know who's still standing. <laughs> and uh, we will go from there. All right, until next time, everyone, this has been Model Club TV. Go build something. Right, Scott? Episode six. Done. In the can. All right, hang on. We'll talk well, to everybody. It was done in the can. It was done in my office. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we should do an episode from the can. Oh, God. All right. I'm hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Take care. <laughs>